Hi, everyone. It's Joey from seekingbalance.com.au. So my next question is about do glasses help when there are visual issues? Um, and I want to say the fact that this question's been asked probably answers itself. When we do see an optometrist and we have visual concerns that can be corrected with glasses really simply, it's almost like that beautiful linear fix. You know, I love the example of I have a splinter in my toes so I can get the tweezers and pull it out and now the problem's gone. So when we have these beautiful linear situations, I see an optometrist, I get an eye test, the glasses are really helpful because they're matching um, the issue. So there's a problem and solution that's a really beautiful, simple, defined, linear process. So this is not always the case particularly for people with neurodivergent brain. So that just means that there are different um, brain processing styles, autism, ADHD, dyslexia, dyscalculia, sensory processing differences, auditory processing differences, There are, and even trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder and giftedness. There are many different types of neurodivergence. But I know for myself, when I was in my mid-20s, sitting exams in my master's. My brother had just broken his neck. I think I'd ended a relationship with a partner at the time. I had a cluster of stress and increased um, sort of trauma and difficulty. And I noticed my vision changed in that time. And I went to the optometrist and I got the eye test and they prescribed me these glasses and the glasses just didn't work. And the thing that was happening is really the way my brain was um, organizing visual inputs was changing because of the high stress situation. It was a temporary period in my life. I had no idea I was autistic. I did know I was under stress and I had a lot of stress tools um, to help nurture myself through that. But part of the way my brain was operating in that high stress situation was my visual pathways were dis, uh, were disorganized, let's say. So there was much more need for me to close my eyes, to rest, to slow down, and to really be aware of how often I was out and about driving, exposed to nightlife, uh, night lights or screens. I needed sleep more. I needed to really lean upon my yoga and meditation. And it was at that point in my life that I did do some deeply soulful inquiring just to get to know myself better. But I wanted to share that story about sometimes seeing an optometrist is not the answer because it's not actually that the vision has changed from that permanent sensory impairment. It's not a visual impairment. My, I, I just got my eyes tested the other day, and this is years later now, 15 years later. I have perfect 20-20 vision. I never needed glasses. So the way um, as I was doing the eye test with the optometrist, my eyes were jumping and the information was not organized and it was really difficult for me to say A or B, one or two. And I remember it was a really difficult process for me um, because it was hard for me to make sense of my visual information. So it's reversible. A lot of it's got to do with, um, from this point of view, from a neurodivergent point of view, it's got to do with how the brain is organizing sensory input. So sensory load matters. You need to understand your sensory profile. Um, you need to understand your executive load function. You know, how many balls is your, Jane, your brain mentally juggling? And in what ways can you reduce that load and stress? Can you delegate, automate, prioritize? Um, delete tasks altogether. So really simplify your day and simplify how you relate to the world just so that the brain is not having to juggle so many billions of 
um, invisible inputs. Um, the other thing to remember, I think, is when we do have these ongoing sensory impairments and sensory issues that are not validated simply by an audiologist if we're talking about hearing loss or by an optometrist if we're talking about visual issues. So if it's not that sort of very simple linear hearing loss, get a hearing aid or visual impairment, get some glasses, I think it means that there is something more complex and neurological going on. So how the brain is using that auditory information or how the brain is using that using that visual input is fluctuating and changing based on the brain and body's capacity in each moment. So we might find we're really great in the morning and by the afternoon we really get tired, fatigued, dizzy, exhausted, and our symptoms exacerbate. So our body's actually teaching us, it's giving us clues of how to care for it, how to best support it, how to honour its needs. If you are neurodivergent or if you're discovering and learning about it, you might notice that you have kind of unusual sensory needs and that's okay like that is you doing you and learning how to advocate for yourself ask for that quiet time ask to work from home or to take time off um and you know if you are neurodivergent and you're not aware of it you could actually be on the brink of burnout that you've been on this marathon literally physically mentally emotionally spiritually trying to keep up with the neurotypical world trying to push through and live up to those expectations and pressures and regimes and rituals that are just not nourishing or nurturing for your body and brain type. So after a long-term exposure of, of, of working at our best, it makes sense that we burn out because as a human being, we're supposed to function at our average, right? That's why it's called our average. So most days, most of the time, we want to be functioning at our average, not pushing through and not forcing ourselves to do things that we just deeply don't want to do and don't have the energy to do. We want to be functioning at our best around 10% of the time and functioning at our worst 10% of the time. And once we understand our body, our rhythms, and we're authentic, we can really learn what our average is and we can shape our days to mean that we're waking up fresh, we're going to bed at night content, and we're not um, comparing ourselves to others, we're not entering that rat race, and we're not trying to be something we're not. So believe it or not, when we have these unusual visual distortions and visual symptoms, it can actually be our brain's way of saying, I'm actually maxed out, I'm on the I'm on the verge of burnout. You really need to listen to me and slow down. So that's what the Rocksteady program is all about, slowing down, pausing, retreating into our internal cocoon and listening to our body and learning how to best nourish our brain, our body, and all those connections in between. Learning about your neurotype is really helpful, and I'm going to be talking more and more about that within the Rocksteady program. So I hope that's been useful to answer your questions. I know there are lots of different glasses out there like prism ones and um, I don't know enough about all of those prescriptions to comment except when I have had my neurodivergent clients and my dizziness clients spend all that money and experiment with them, they have not found them helpful. They've found it increases their symptoms, makes them more disorganized, more distressed, more dizzy, and they're not getting any sense of visual relief either. So I guess my recommendation would be trial and error is the only way to know. And if you are going to be potentially spending lots of money to ask for a two-week trial, and I know with um, many hearing aid providers, they do give a two-week free trial or trial perhaps at a lower cost. Maybe there's an administration free fee. 
and to negotiate the same kind of thing with glasses if you're experimenting with um, different glasses and you're really not sure if it's going to be worth it for you. Uh, request a two-week trial because you should know if it's going to offer you relief, you will know. So I think that would be how I would personally go about it. To learn more about me and the Rocksteady community, all welcome, all neurotypes. It's all about learning to be authentic, unmasking, to move away from the pressure cooker and to listen to the wisdom of our body, to respond to our own internal nature and rhythm. It's a really beautiful process. I can um, speak for myself. It is continuing to grow me, evolve me, and change me, and it's a beautiful community. So seekingbalance.com.au. I'd love to meet you and learn about how you're navigating neuroplasticity and learning to get the best out of your brain and body. Bye for now.